Hi everyone, this is Craig Taylor. I'm one of the associate directors here at Senior Market Sales in Omaha, Nebraska. I've got a special treat for you. Uh, this will be our first installment in a how-to series on selling DSNP plans during lock-in. So I'd like to invite our first special guest, Mr. Blake McCoy. Uh, Blake is the president of Medicare Insurance Advisors, Inc. out of Tennessee. Blake, thanks for joining us today and taking time out of your schedule. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Well, you know, as I travel around for SMS, I do a lot of CE events and I go to a lot of NAHU meetings and things like that. And, and one of the things that I always hear as I'm traveling around the country uh, from agents who are in the Medicare market is, how can I get more business or how can I get in front of more people during lock-in besides just those people that are aging in? And one of the answers that I always give them is, is have you broken into the dual SNP market or the D-SNP market, uh, those special needs plans? And, you know, it's interesting, Blake, about 75% of the time um, I get the answer back with a blank stare. Uh, they've either not heard of it or they wouldn't even know how to get into that market or what to do. Um, so it seems like there's a lot of opportunity in this dual SNP market. What are your thoughts on the opportunity that's out there for agents during lock-in? Well, for, for us, um, the D-SNP market, that's uh, something that we broke into in Tennessee. Um, it's been about 12 years ago now. And then over time, we've grown throughout the state and then into some other states. When we first uh, started talking about DSNP and having agent meetings and training sessions, we had the same thing of what is that? How does it work? What do we even do? So there were a lot of questions with it on the front end. But I will say, as far as our agency goes um, and our agent base and agencies, it has been a significant part of our business, um, you know, over the last 12 years, but especially in the last six years. We've really seen a large growth in the DSNP market. You know, that's that's interesting because that goes along with what we're kind of seeing on the trend line on the national level from here at SMS is a great example of that expansion, Blake, is, is last year. Uh, you'll probably remember, I think you were at a lot of those rollout meetings with me, but when we went to those MA Carriers rollout meetings, the phrase of the day last year was expansion, and almost every one of the carriers announced significant expansion into their DSNP markets as well. So I think it's just getting bigger and bigger. Do you see the same thing? I do. Um, we're noticing year over year, um, in addition to our other lines of business, the, the D-SNP market is continually growing. Um, as a matter of fact, with um, some of the meetings I was in even last week uh, with some carriers, their emphasis, the second, third, and even fourth quarter is, is focused on D-SNP. Um, and a lot of our trainings are, are geared around that product now. Yeah. Yeah. And now, how would an agent, let's say those agents that you ran into or those agents that I run into around the country that want to break into the DSNP market, what would you recommend? What's the best maybe first couple of steps for them to take to start breaking into this market, Blake? Uh, you know, you could sum it up in a, in a couple of things, but I think you, you really have to start with your, your demographic. Um, you need to do a little research and find out 
what kind of population exists and if you are in a DSNP market. Um, you know, we certain areas we've definitely noticed a higher uh, penetration of DSNP sure. eligibles. Sure. So I think that's really the the first thing to do is. You know, you can call a carrier um, and you could ask them. You could go on Medicare.gov and do a search. But I think the first step is is realizing what the opportunity is in your local market and finding out who is even out there. That makes good sense. Yeah, exactly. What um, if you've had some successful, I know you've had some successful agents with DSNPs, obviously, if you've been doing it for 12 years in your area, what would you say are the top couple of things that an agent absolutely has to do to be successful? Well, we, we talk about this a lot, especially with our top producers. And even though they may be in different areas, um, they all have a lot of consistent traits or um, consistent qualities as far as the agents themselves. Um, some of those things are, is when you are a DSNP agent, that that's different from other product lines such as, you know, regular MA. So mm-hmm. one of the things that makes a, a good DSNP agent is they have to be someone that is willing to really be a diligent person. Um, and what I mean by that is they have to be someone that's okay with doing a couple of extra steps. Mm-hmm. Um, they need to have a, a little bit different of a mindset for this demographic uh, because a lot of times, you know, the the member or the client, um, they're making some tough decisions based on what their income is. And when you when you're when you're out there meeting with someone that's DSNP eligible, you really want to think about what they're going through and how this plan could benefit them and help them on a day to day basis. So okay. I think it just I think it really comes down to the the type of person and and being willing to be diligent and compassionate and go that extra mile. mile. You know, I've got to 100% agree with you on that because one of the things that I've learned um, from traveling around a lot of our relationships in Texas, I've hung out with those guys quite a bit last year. And one of the things I learned when you talk about diligence, just to give our audience an idea of of one of the aspects of diligence that, that Blake is talking about is, let's say your agent, you know, he gets his foot in the door for a food bank event. It's not just a once and done. Um, you have to become friends and build a relationship with those people at that food bank. And it's an ongoing thing. They, they don't want to see somebody who's only there once and they never see them again. Um, that's exactly what they're not looking for. So I think any of these events or anything, if an agent does get into this market, they have to realize it's an ongoing thing. Uh, and you're, you're building relationships with them as well as educating those people. Would you agree with that, Blake? Oh, absolutely. Um, yeah. You know, my group, um, we are, we've we been known in our market for doing a lot of events uh, that are geared toward the community. And absolutely, sure. um, we've done pilot programs and everything else. And that, that was one, one thing that some agents did not realize is they thought, hey, I'm going to go do this event, whether it be a food bank or a distribution or something like that. And right. they'll say, I'm going to go one time and I'm going to get several enrollments. 
Right. And we're like, no, um, that, that can happen, yes. But at the same time, you're absolutely right. You need to be willing to uh, to build that rapport mm-hmm. with the potential members and with the venues themselves. That's what's really going to make a difference and have that consistency of you being there. Um, sure. You're going to have to sure. do it more than one time if you want good results. Well, you want to become known as the agent for that event, and you can't do and do that by being a one-hit wonder. So that just makes sense. Now, yeah, absolutely. Blake, one more question for you. We're, we're obviously going to have a lot of people listening to this uh, that are probably agents that are new to the DSNP market just to get your insight on this. So if you gave us just a quick, very high level, what's your elevator speech that you give an agent trying to get into this market? How is a DSNP different than a traditional MA sale, Blake? What, what are the top things that, that you would tell a new agent to this? One of the first things we're going to tell them is it creates an opportunity for them to work with people that really need their help. Um, secondly, they are opening up their business or their practice to grow year over year with year-round enrollments. Um, and I think that's very important. So some of the things that we'll tell them um, you know, is making sure, uh, as far as an advice level goes, uh, not to duplicate some of it, um, but to be consistent with what they're doing, um, don't set too high of expectations of what they're looking for, um, but also just really uh, knowing your market, um, being able to focus on your target market, and serve those in a way that may be different from traditional MA. Um, you may need to spend a little bit more time on the front end. And we've definitely noticed a difference that with the DCM market, one of the, the best pieces of advice or advice that I can give um, is making sure that you're regularly communicating with your clients. And I know we all want to do that, uh, whether it's traditional MA or med stuff or whatever it may be, but we've right. noticed a difference with persistency and renewal rates by regularly reaching out to our decent members, usually anywhere from two to four times a year. That that makes a lot of sense because one of the other things that I noticed, and we'll go back to traveling around and talking to the agents in the field, the other thing that I noticed about this is, is they truly have the opportunity. They could change their mind month to month, couldn't they, Blake, on these DSNP plans? You're right. So, it, I mean, have a you bet. So the example that I always give them is, is um, SMS has teamed up with some of these specialty physicians clinics like an Iora and an Oak Street. They could be at a, um, they could be at a senior center meeting that day uh, doing their exercises together on a Wednesday morning. There could be a group of 40 of them in one of these Oak Streets or one of these Ioras. Uh, and Mrs. Jones will talk to Mrs. Smith, and Mrs. Jones might get $50 of OTC benefit from her plan, uh, so she can go into Walgreens and get all those extra goodies, and Mrs. Jones might only get 25 You never know what's going to happen, but if your agent isn't in communication with them, that it could just go away. So it speaks volumes to your higher persistency levels, the fact that you coach all your agents on that consistent communication with your agents. That's got to be just a huge part of it. It is. And I mean, especially in our business, I mean, 
one thing that we all want, of course, is on, on the front end, we want to grow our business. But I think sometimes what's even more importantly than growing our business is keeping our business. Yeah. And there, there are a lot of agents that, that don't think of it that way. But with this market or in any market, you really want to focus on retaining your clients. That's what's going to build your book year over year. Uh, we all know it's, it's much less costly to retain a client than it is to get a new one. Sure. Yep, absolutely. So, okay, my next question then, since we're, we're gearing this towards agents that are going to be new to this market, Blake, uh, give us, without giving away any trade secrets or anything, pick an, an average agent who is with your agency. What would an average agent who focuses on the DSNET market, how many apps would they do during lock-in, say between January and AEP this year? What's an average? Um, we've, we've, we've really got some good people. We're very, we're very lucky um, and, and fortunate. Uh, if we had to take an average, um, most of our full-time agents, um, you're looking around an additional 100 enrollments a year. Uh, okay. We do have some that uh, focus on DSNP year-round, and uh, we have some of those that are in the 350 to 400 range per year. Sure. And this is all on top of your normal aging in and, and all the other opportunities that are out there. So this is just additional icing on the cake, right? It really is. And it's it's also an additional market that doesn't conflict with our other product lines either. Right. Exactly. Exactly. You're not robbing Peter to pay Paul. No, you're, you're just you're building new net growth business. Nice. Nice. Well, I tell you what, those those were some awesome questions. I've got one last question for you before we wake up, Blake. Um, what are some recommendations you have? Uh, let's say your top two or three recommendations. If I'm a new agent, I listen to this interview. Um, you know, I called over to Senior Market Sales, our marketers at 877-888-9996, and I got some demographic information. I learned who the carriers were that have DSNPs in my area. So I've got a little bit of information under my belt. What are the next couple of things that that agent should do? Um, I think that's the great step is calling in and finding out what to do. That's, that's number one. Uh, the second step of what I would recommend is reaching out to um, our carrier specifically, if you wanted to, someone local, um, yeah. and asking them to do a training with you, to sit down with you. Um, you know, it could be with numerous carriers. You could pick one or two. Um, sit down with them. That way they can educate you on the local market. Uh, I feel like that, you know, that builds a good relationship with the carrier, but you're also learning on a local level of what's going on. Um, and then another thing that I would recommend is, of, of course, finding you know, a lead company or a lead partner that you can work with to start marketing yourself as someone that can help the decent population. Sure, sure. And if you, if you wanted to buy that, I mean, those list vendors they and those lead vendors, they have ways they can dial down to specific criteria. Um, so usually what we use, for example, if I'm doing a blast or something for a DSNIP is we'll pick the income of 30000 or less. Uh, that narrows it down right there. You can even get more detailed information than that. You can probably get as detailed as you want. 
Right. We and we, I mean, we've got a couple of different systems that we use. Um, we have one that we use internally um, that we utilize at our actual office locations. Um, you know, of course, building your name within the community is only going to help grow your business. And then the lead vendors, they definitely can can dial it into exactly what you're looking for. That way, you have a focus uh, target market versus just you know blank canvassing to everyone that that really may not be eligible for a decent product. Sure, that makes sense. Well, Blake, I tell you what, that was a great interview, and I sure appreciate it again. I can't thank you enough for taking time out of your very busy schedule. It uh, it definitely the proof is in the pudding at why you're so successful with what we've heard on this interview today. So we appreciate everything you do for us, and thanks for joining us today, Blake. Well, thank you for having me, Craig. I, I really appreciate it and, and hope that I can help others that are looking to grow their, their decent business. Awesome. Well, thanks again. And I hope everybody listening enjoyed our first installment uh, in our DSNP audio series that'll be on our senior market sales newsletter. Uh, so please stay tuned for future ones. Thanks again, everybody.